This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace recently launched the latest version of their platform, Squarespace 7, which has a completely redesigned interface, integrations with Getty Images and Google Apps, 15 new templates, and an incredible feature called Cover Pages. Try the new Squarespace with a free trial at squarespace.com and enter offer code SPILLED at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Start here. Go anywhere. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about Canadian junk food. Woohoo! Uh, yes, once again, we've received an international care package, and uh, I'm really, I'm really excited about this one. It is uh, it is carefully curated. Canada, Canada's keeping it tight. Yeah, Canada, you know? Canada is nothing if not keeping it tight. Yeah, that's that is actually um, their their national slogan in uh, in French and English. Is well, that what it says, like would, on their on their money, on their coat of arms? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keeping it. It's got tight. a picture of the Queen, and it says "Keeping it tight." Yeah, since uh, whenever Canada started. Okay, you know, like eighteen something something. We are uh, professors of Canadian history mm-hmm. at uh, the University of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us at our website, Canada.ca. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so, and, oh, these are, these came from listener Vanessa uh, in Vancouver. Her first name is listener, last name Le- Vanessa. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> middle initial X, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> Just go on. Okay. Uh, and uh, she, uh, so Vancouver, one of my favorite places in the world. And uh, she sent us a, uh, a lovely selection of treats, and I think we're going to start with some chips. Cool. Okay. Um, hold on. I want to see. Um, let's see. She she gave us some tips. Here. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Maybe we should read this message from okay. Listener let, X Vanessa. Uh, let, uh, let's read it. Uh, first of all, these are not necessarily foods that Canadians snack on regularly. I chose them more because they are not available in the U.S. and or because they are stereotypically Canadian items, such as maple everything. I would have sent you poutine and Timbits, but well, they may not have been too tasty by the time they reach you. And smoked salmon, while ubiquitous in BC, is nothing new to you guys in Seattle. Finally, I am a holistic nutritionist, so I am neither confirming nor denying that these foods confer significant health benefits. Wow. Really? Thank you, listener Vanessa. That's great. 
that's uh, once once again, thank you for betraying your core values by uh, by sending <laughs> us um, this pile of crap. Uh, let's I, begin. Yeah, let's begin. I feel like we could confidently say that these are, in fact, things that Canadians snack on all the time. I Don't mean, you very... think she would know? Uh, okay. I, I guess, uh, yeah, she is the Canadian. She's the in Canadian the room. here. I mean, we are definitely professors of Canadian history, but not, not modernity. Present. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to begin with the old Dutch potato chips. Oh, it's a uh, format à partager. Oh, it's a share pack. A share pack. And the, uh, the flavor is all dressed. What does that mean? Well, based on the chip I just ate, I would say it means barbecue because that's what it tastes like to me. I was thinking that when I think of all dressed, I think of like turkey with dressing. Mm. So I was imagining like turkey with stuffing and gravy flavor. So, so you're thinking like all the trimmings. This really tastes like a barbecue potato Very chip tomato-y. to me. Yeah. May Maybe, I look at the ingredients? Maybe an expert in the Canadian present can tell us what this means. Yeah, it's it's one of those ingredient lists where it just basically says like spices and flavors. Okay. So this is this is kind of a puzzle. Huh. I, I like them. I like the um the old Dutch slogan in French. Mm-hmm. Old Dutch. Ici règne la qualité. <laughs> quality rules here. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Actually in English it's at old Dutch quality lives here. Wait. <laughs> Isn't that? I, I feel like there's something slightly ungrammatical I think about right. that. I think you're right. Mm, these are really good. They're very um, fruity. There's like a yeah. lot of tomato powder here with all the quality. <laughs> I specifically asked uh, Vanessa to please not send Old Dutch dill pickle potato chips, which I've had before and hate more oh, than almost anything. But they would be really good. I like the idea of that. But they taste like dill, and oh, I love dill. I do not. We've, mm-hmm. I think I, it's almost time for another scary foods episode. I think so. I think I think dill is going to be up there for me. Okay. Didn't we mm. taste dill on the uh, <laughs> say on the dill episode? <laughs> <laughs> What's your dill, Matthew? Yeah, your dill episode. Okay. Uh, let's let's taste another old Dutch product. How about the popcorn twists? Vanessa says, as a kid, I remember buying monster bags of these from Costco. They have Costco in Canada? I guess so. Oh, I like the French on this, too. It's maïs éclaté. Hmm. I'm not totally sold on these. So this is... This is like Pirate's Booty. I was just going to say, are you familiar with Pirate's Booty? It's like... It's like not as good Pirate's Booty. It's like slightly less... It's less lurid Cheetos, kind of. Mm-hmm. So instead, But they're not cheesy. They're just kind of seasoned and corny. Oh, but- you know what? Actually, the more I eat of these, the more I want to eat of these. I, I just made the same transition as you were saying that. There's something a little bit phallic about some of these things. I mean, would you look at oh, that Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, these are pretty yeah, good. Now, oh. I noticed on the bag, it says there's a caramel corn recipe that, that are you going to like caramel these up? Mmm. 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 I like these a lot. Oh. Okay. I really like the idea of turning these into caramel corn. And the, I like how the recipe says, calls for half a pound of butter, not margarine. Canadians know what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's really good. I like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maïs éclaté, je t'aime. And it's three ingredients, cornmeal, vegetable oil, salt. As a as a uh, holistic nutritionist and professor of Canadian history, I'm going to say those are good for you. Mm, let's taste coffee crisp. Okay. It's like a Kit Kat, but with a coffee-ish flavoring. Have you had this before? I have had this before many times. Oh, oh! It l- even looks like a Kit Kat. It looks like a giant Kit Kat, kind of wafery inside. 
Oh, I like that so much. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm going to say this one is maybe a tiny bit stale. Oh, I don't care. But yeah, like it's the only mainstream coffee candy that I think really tastes like coffee. Oh, are you not planning to let me have any more of that now that you just took a giant bite out of it? Well, I gave you like half. I mean, maybe a third. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently, I'm a uh, coffee crisp bow garter. Oh, that is really good. Isn't it great? Oh, I, Canada, if you want to send us more of those. Um, I On my last, Ooh. last time I was in Canada, I bought um, like a, a bag of like coffee crisp nuggets, uh, like little coffee crisp bits that were even better than the whole bar, I think. And Ooh. I just like drained the bag. It was it was disgusting of me. Is it kind of like um, at the movie theater where they sell like Butterfinger bits? It's exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Whenever I get something like that, it, for me, it's usually the equivalent is a box of nerds. I'll buy nerds. You're I, a box of nerds. I love nerds so much, especially mm-hmm. the grape flavor. But I will eat so many that like I feel physically ill. Like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I hate myself afterwards. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think movie candy is kind of designed for that, so that like you know, by the end of the movie, you have to ooze out of the theater. Yeah, you just feel like dying in the theater, just um, just ending it all. The movie movie tangent here. Are there? Do you think there can be like a movie like so sad or serious that you would feel wrong eating candy during it? Like, would you would you like slurp some some soda through a red vine while watching Schindler's List? I would never slurp soda through a red vine. But I would, I would, yeah. You you would you would eat any sort of candy during any sort of movie? I think I, think so. I would I think too. So. I think so. Yeah. I kind of like that juxtaposition. Yeah. It's I, comforting. Yeah. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Hey, remember what it used to be like to build a website? You uh, you have to get your hands deep into a big bucket full of HTML and cascading style sheets and JavaScript and all kinds of stuff that you never, ever wanted to touch. Now we have Squarespace to make building beautiful websites easy, no sweat. If you're new to Squarespace, check it out. And if you've been hearing about Squarespace for a while, you've got a new reason for you to check it out, and it's called Squarespace 7. So Squarespace 7, what does it mean? We've got a completely redesigned user interface, integration with Google Apps, that means like your Gmail, your Google Docs, partnership with Getty Images for more than 40 million high-quality photos for your website at $10 an image. We've got 15 new beautiful Squarespace templates. We've got cover pages. If you want to make a perfect one-page website, it's uh, now could not possibly be easier. And you can read about uh, all these new features and more at squarespace.com slash seven. And of course, it still has the uh, Squarespace features you know and love, like beautiful design. It's simple. It's powerful. It's drag and drop. 24-7 support via live chat and email. And it starts at only 8 bucks a month. And if you sign up for a year, you still get that free domain name. It has responsive design, so it looks great on every device, your phone, your tablet, your computer. And every website comes with free e-commerce, so you can sell whatever it is you want to sell use your imagination. So you can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer code SPILLED for 10% off your first order. Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. And by the way, if you're wondering what happened to Molly, I don't know, she's probably around here somewhere. Oh, okay. So we have a a head-to-head, nation-against-nation showdown possibly hoedown uh because okay so we have your smarties if you come if you come from the united states of america do you think of smarties as those little kind of wafer candies that come in a plastic wrapper that uh are like the the worst halloween candy i really like the pink ones and the purple ones though 
would you, <laughs> would you eat them during um, uh, <laughs> Love Story? I don't know. I can't think of any other sad movies. Um, Ooh, you know what was devastatingly beautiful and sad was, I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> Wait, no, let me guess. Uh, um, uh, Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Um, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was thinking of this beautiful Tilda Swinton movie called I Am Love. Oh. Ooh, I would would even eat candy during that movie. Uh, Did we talk about on the show? Oh, would you look at the colors of these? Oh, yeah. Is that what they usually look like? Oh, yeah, they're they're like beautiful, like like pastels. Wow, elegant colors. Can Can I eat them? Yeah. Well, the candy coating is much um, more resilient than an M M&M. and M. Mm-hmm. I feel like I taste the candy coating a lot more than an M M&M. and M. I'm gonna have a couple more just to be sure. Oh yeah. So the reason this is a showdown is because I also bought some M and M's. Huh. So smarty, it's like a little a little wider and flatter than an M M&M, and M. More pastel color. It doesn't say M on it. Oh my god, I so prefer M and M's. M and M's taste more like well. The chocolate tastes mm, worse mm. than an M M&M. and M. The chocolate, you taste it more, but it does. It doesn't taste like chocolate. Mm. I think the chocolate in a Smartie is better, but you can't really get very much of the flavor because the coating is so dominant. Uh huh. But uh, an M M&M and M has a much better coating crackle to me. Candy coating crackle. It's thinner, and the chocolate flavor is more pronounced, but not necessarily very good. Yeah, I don't know, it, but I wonder if it's just because I grew up with M and M's that I prefer M and M's. Oh God, I love M and M's. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's one of mm. one of the all time mm. best things. Mm. Yeah. So I got to say on this one, you know, U.S. versus Canada. Canada, you have some things going for you, Much but uh, better chocolate flavor. But in terms, like overall, ca- uh, candy coated chocolate experience, I'm I'm going I'm to hand it to the M and M. Uh, next, next up, healthcare. That's that's the next thing we're tasting. Mm, I vote for the Canadian healthcare. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Woo, the show just got political. Woo. Oh boy. I, I was gonna say let's move on to the next thing, but let's not. Let's just. I don't think we have a next thing. Oh wow. Can mm. we talk? Yeah, I, I like the M and M's way better. Can we talk briefly about what poutine and Timbit bits are? Can we do a poutine episode someday? Let's do because the one time I had it, I didn't like it. I had it in Vancouver, though, not in Montreal. Why don't you talk about poutine for a minute? Well, all I know is that, I mean, I've had it a couple times, and I have always enjoyed it. It's French fries with gravy and cheese curds. You know, I'm really surprised that you like it, given your aversion to, like, sauces and condiments. Because I'm kind of on the fence about gravy, and therefore, like, gravy with French fries? I mean, it's just, like, too 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 much emphasis on the gravy. Yeah, I see I see what you mean, but it, it just, it when it's good, it all comes together into into a greasy, uh, delicious hole. Let's, let's forget that. That time I said greasy, delicious <laughs> hole, and um, <laughs> and just <laughs> pretend we were never here and the show never happened. Where have you had poutine? Well, I've had poutine at Skillet in Seattle, and I know I had it once in Canada, and it was good. The po- um, is the Skillet one good? Yeah, it totally is. Huh, okay. Um, I've, I, yeah, I, I need to try it again. Maybe we'll do an episode. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably different styles of poutine. I, 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 I'm speculating here, but I think there may be like, like a good gravy versus terrible gravy divide. And probably each one has its, has its charms. I think I had one with terrible gravy. Yeah, good gravy. <laughs> um, anyway, so there is a donut chain called Tim Hortons. And I I, I apologize and, to our Canadian listeners. Like, this is this is like an American hearing someone say, like, there's this restaurant called McDonald's. 
<laughs> now, anyway, there's um, a very sort of run-of-the-mill donut chain called Tim Hortons, and their donut holes are called Tim Bits. <coughs> I think they're pretty great. Um, they Do you have... think they're better than just any other donut hole? Well, I think I, I really like the Tim Hortons uh, sour cream glazed donut, which you can get in Timbit form. And mm. uh, on and off, they'll have a jelly Timbit, which is a jelly-filled donut hole, which is pretty impressive, at least from an engineering standpoint. I like that they take donut holes that seriously. You know, I like that yeah. they have many different flavors, and, you know, it's not like an afterthought. Do you know what we need to talk about uh, before before we finish out this Canadian junk food episode is uh, Kinder Eggs. Are you familiar yeah, with these? Yeah, I am familiar okay. with Kinder Eggs. So it's a, it's a chocolate egg. I always thought that was like a German. Well, it is, but I, they're, okay, they're not Canadian, but they're illegal in the U.S., and so whenever I go to Canada, I stock up on them. Why are they illegal in the U.S.? Because they're afraid someone will swallow the toy because there's chocolate on the outside. But the Kinder Egg is way too big to swallow the toy. You're, you're talking to me as if I work for the Product Safety oh, Commission. Oh, sorry, sorry. Anyway, okay. Um, Which I do. I'm a, <laughs> uh, I'm a triple threat Canadian history professor. I forgot the second thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and product safety commissioner. For the U.S. For the U.S., yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm... I, you work both sides of the border. That's right. I'm an adjunct professor. I'm a visiting professor at the University of Canada, <laughs> but I normally work for the, U, the, the uh, U.S. Product Safety Commission, and there was a, really a third thing in there that made me a triple threat, and I just don't remember what it was. Maybe okay. a poutine taster. Well, the next time uh, I'm in Canada, I'll get some Kinder Eggs. Um, oh, and it, inside, so the chocolate is on the outside. The chocolate is terrible. Uh, inside, there's there's a toy that usually comes in like 17 pieces and you have to assemble them. I associate this with Canada. I realize it's not actually Canadian. Before we go, I need to do one more thing, which is I need to see what happens when you eat a Smartie and an M&M at the same time. I still, I'm, I'm just always going to think of Smarties as U.S. Smarties. American at heart, I guess. I think this is the most American I've ever felt. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting sitting here in total total bewilderment. Oh, how no, I, how I, was I, it? Well, now I was smarty candy coat, uh, coating stuck in my throat. Okay, well, I think this was one of our most delicious junk food experiences. Possibly because it was so similar to U.S. junk food. It's probably true, but uh, but we certainly enjoyed it. And I th- I think I might make this uh, this uh, maïs éclaté uh, caramel can- caramel corn recipe. It sounds pretty great. Cool. I'm not really going to do that. I'm really just going to like eat all the rest of them later today. Uh, unless you want to take some home with you. No, that's okay. Okay. So um, find us online at uh, <laughs> at uh, universityofcanada.edu.ca uh, where we'll post our syllabus for next quarter's class on the history of Timbits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can also find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll uh, post a list of the uh, the things we tasted and a picture of uh, beautiful luster of the Smarty. Mm-hmm. And anything else I should say? Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. That's where we is. And uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's all dressed, except when we're not. (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. I'm supposed to go first. Sorry. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. 
Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. 